How we doing, Bucketheads? We're back. It's Joe with at CBB DFS, and with me is Bird and James, and we got a special pod for you. Guys, how we doing? Doing great. Doing good, buddy. Awesome. Hey, um, we're giving our Bucketheads a little bit of a taste of what uh, what the season-long pods are going to be like, right? When we drop one on Friday and kind of talk about that Saturday slate when those start getting good when conferences comes out. Um, we're dropping one today for some tournaments that are getting ready to start, and I'm kind of excited. What about you guys? Yeah, holiday tournaments are, are the best. Uh, so much fun, and there's there's a lot of great matchups, so it should be a good week. Yeah, and then we're starting right right out of the gate. We got the Myrtle Beach Invitation, Invitational and Charleston Classic. They got some early early games going, and uh, we have a 10:30 10:30 DK tournament tomorrow. James, you getting in it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Bird, you've had a chance to look at these games. Um, we're hoping everybody's uh, listening this morning. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the games, and we're also going to provide our cash value gpp and bus plays this is something we did last year it's something we plan on doing this year it's a nice way for us to touch on the games themselves and give you a couple of plays without jamming out a write-up that isn't to the quality that we're used to so um bird you've had a chance to look at some of these games what, what are your first impressions um yeah so like you said it's a 10:30 start tomorrow morning there's four games on the slate and i'll just go through real quick uh each one of those just a high level overview of what to expect so uh the first game of the day is villanova versus middle tennessee state and Nova is a 17-point favorite with a 141 over/under. So Nova gets a pace-up game here. Uh, Middle Tennessee State plays at the 27th tempo in the nation, and then Nova is a top-15 defense. So that probably doesn't bode well for Middle Tennessee State. Um, the lowest over/under on the slate is the Missouri State versus Miami game. Uh, slow tempo. Um, Missouri State just held Xavier to 59 points. So that game's only an over/under of 132. So probably one that. Uh, we'll have a little bit less interest in. Yeah, uh, that one's at, that one's early too, though, isn't that around 10:30? Yeah, that's an early one too. That one's at the Charleston Classic, so that's a that's another early game. And then the second game at the Myrtle Beach Invitational is Mississippi State um, versus Tulane, and Mississippi State gets a nice pace-up game against Tulane, and Tulane's 253rd defensively, and they've played horrible teams. So they're terrible at defense against bad teams. What are they going to look like against Mississippi State? <laughs> but they're undefeated, so there's that. There, there is that. Yeah, Ron Hunter, he's a good coach, but, yeah, they're not playing any defense there. And then the final game on the early slate is Florida versus St. Joseph's. And Ugh. so Florida gets a huge, huge pace-up game here. St. Joe's is ninth in tempo, and they're 230th in defense. St. Joe's has given up at least 81 points in every single game this season. Yeah, do you think Florida can score 81 well, they they need to they need to change their offense. I don't know why they're paying they're playing at the they're the 345th tempo in the nation right now. You have five star elite athletes on your team. Why are you playing at that tempo? That makes no sense. It's it's been rough to watch, and they got a lot to figure out at two and two. They're definitely not where they thought they would be. Yeah, so, they've been they've been yeah they really struggle. I think they need to. I, I understand you want to play great defense, but you got to get out and run. You've got Scotty Lewis. You've got Trey Mann. You've got two elite post players. Get up and down the court, use your athleticism, get extra possessions, and just you know dominate people. You have better players. Dominate people. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, the plan is today. Um, 
you know, just to kind of keep this thing moving. And then after we cover the early games, we're going to flip and do the nine game late slate. But first thing we want to do is we want to get through the early games, those four that Burgess recapped for us. And let's start by just jumping right into our cash plays, our value plays, our GPP plays, and people that we think are going to bust. Now, we do track these on the side amongst ourselves so we can have a little competitive banter. And James has a slight lead on Bird and I. I think it's three to two to two. Um, so we're going to have a couple more entries into that That. Um, so that'll be fun to look forward to to see how this shakes out. But let's start by cash. And our definition of a cash play is someone that we think is going to hit 4x value. And James, of the early slate in those four games, who's your cash? Uh, I like Sadiq Bay uh, from Villanova. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, the play in Middle Tennessee State that uh, ranked 27 in adjusted tempo. Um, they're also a, a pretty poor rebounding team. And so I think there'll be a lot of possessions, a lot of shots, and a lot of rebound opportunities. And, you know, he's had one... Not so great game that was against Ohio State, um, which is, I think, forgivable. Uh, And otherwise, he's done really well, and I think that's helped kind of stabilize his price a little bit. So that's that's a guy for me I, I feel pretty confident in. Bird, what do you got? Uh, I've got another Wildcat from from Villanova, and a lot of the same reasons that James just talked about. Uh, Middle Tennessee State's a pace-up game, so we always like to target those. Uh, Over-under sitting at 141.5, which is the highest over-under on the early slate. So I've got Colin Gillespie at 6,300. He's playing 30 minutes a game. He's taking 11 shots per game. Uh, He's been 4X in two of three of those. And he's only shooting 26% from three-point range this year. He was a 38% three-point shooter last season. So looking for some positive regression there for a guy who's going to be on the floor all game. And and for myself, I'm going to, you know, the pace up, all that stuff applies, but I'm just going to go with Kerry Blackshear. Um, I, I came in as a Florida homer to begin the year. Uh, it's been a slow start. I've taken some flack for that, but Blackshear needs 34, 35 to hit 4X, and he should roll out of bed and get a double-double tomorrow, which is exactly what he'll do. Um, 20 and 10, I think, is 32 DK without a steal or an assist. So um, I think he gets a nice, easy 20 and 10, cruises to that 4X, and Blackshear's kind of my... Uh, my cash play for you guys strong. So, all right, we're good on cash. Let's move into value plays. Now, when we define a value player as someone is under $4,500 who we think is going to at least um, get that four X, maybe provide a little bit of upside. And uh, since you guys went with a couple of wildcats, I'm going to start with a wildcat and that's Brian Antoine. He was medically cleared. I think just today, right? Or um, just Wednesday, depending on when you're listening to this to resume playing. Now he's been practicing for about a month with Villanova. This is a highly touted recruit who was slated to be their two guard, had a soldier surgery, surgery in March, um, has worked his way back from that. There was talk of him not being ready to go until January. Then it moved up to December. Now it looks like he's ready to go. He's the DK minimum $3,000. Now we're going to watch Twitter in the morning um, just to make sure that he's playing and going to get some sort of minutes. But if he's as good as advertised, I think uh, we're all in for a one-time treat of a $3,000 Brian Antoine, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, $3,000 for a guy who's a what, high four, low five-star type yeah. of player. I mean, just a complete stud against a horrible defense. I, I, I'm willing to, to risk it on a 3K guy who only needs 12 DK points to hit 4X. Yeah, and there's some people, you know, like Gillespie, who you mentioned, but Justin Moore's played pretty well. Um, uh, Swider's played pretty well, but it'll be interesting to see how the minutes eventually shake out. But like you said, 12 is not hard to make value, and it really is going to open up your lineups if you want to play some of these bigs. James, what about you? What do you got for the uh, for the value play this week? 
You know, I like Lamont West for Missouri State. I know that we're not super excited about that game with the low lower over-under than the rest, but um, I do like him at that uh, position. I believe, Bird, you said he was a, a West Virginia guy, right? Yeah, he's got nice pedigree. Yeah, he also is leading the team in shot percentage when he's on the floor at 27%, uh, which is awesome, I think. he's His minutes have been fluctuating a little bit, so he's had a couple games where he's had uh, uh, 26, 28 minutes, also a couple games where he's had 16 or 18, so definitely minute dependent there. But, uh, you know, if he can get the playing time, uh, I think he's a, he's an easy 5X. He's had 5X twice this year so far. Um, Miami also is a, a really poor rebounding team. Um, so a little bit of rebound upside there as well. So I, I like him at that spot. I like that call as well. I mean, for 4,500, that's, that seems like a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I like, I like anybody, anytime you can get one of those transfers that's going down to a, you know, from a big 12 to a Missouri Valley, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Bird, bird, what do you got for your value? No, I got another 4,500 guy, uh, Iverson Molinar from Mississippi state. Uh, he's a freshman who's playing about 65% of the minutes right now. Uh, when he's on the floor, he's got 20% usage. He's got a 20% assist rate, and he's gone 4x twice so far this year. Like we mentioned, Tulane is really, really bad defensively. So I'm just betting on minutes and, and a lack of defense here uh, to get us some value in Molinar. So mark me down as part of the Molinar Army tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> the Bradley Brave fans are not going to be pleased yes. with that one. Um, yeah, and while Nick Weatherspoon remains suspended for that team, they're they're still trying to figure out their guard rotation. Um, we'll talk about some of the other, uh, or I know I'm going to talk about one of them later on. No spoilers, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to GPP play. And, and Bird, I'm just going to go right back to you. Who do you like as a GPP play? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I like Chris Likes from Miami. <laughs> I think we have to write that up every time we write up Miami. That line has to go into the article, right? Yeah, hopefully our bucket heads like it. I'm not sure if they do. <laughs> oh. That was terrible. Yeah. So like, likes, you know, if anybody played DraftKings last year, uh, likes. So he's first of all, he's at 5,700 on the slate tomorrow. He averaged 16 points per game last year, three assists. He was second team preseason uh, on all conference. Uh, he's playing 30 minutes a game. He's gone 4x and 3 of 4 this year. So he he hasn't been as good as he was last year, but he hasn't been horrible. Um, but we have him as a GPP here because that game environment is terrible. But Chris Likes is a great player. He's a guy who could drop 30 real points any given night. Sure. And so I think he's worth the risk in a GPP um, to, get a, to get a proven player that's done it before. James, you're the ACC guy. Do you co-sign with all that? I do. I do, actually. And uh, my, I'm staying with that game for some reason. I feel like we maybe gave this game way too much exposure now that we're <laughs> kind of getting through. Uh, but uh, uh, Tulio Da Silva, who plays for Missouri State, he's plays all the minutes. Um, he's playing. He's got a couple games playing 37 minutes, uh, played 30 against Xavier. Xavier is a, an elite rebounding team. So he, he didn't have a great game. Definitely had his worst game against them. Uh, but he's... Had a 14 rebound game, couple seven rebound games this year, um, double digit scoring, and uh, and so I, I really like him in this spot. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Miami is a, a pretty weak rebounding team. Um, they don't have a lot of size down low, rely on their guards a lot, and so I think he's in a great spot. He's gone five x in two of the last three, not counting the Xavier game, of course, and uh, and so I think he's I think he's in a good spot, and I I, I like him to to get to five x or exceed that potentially. 
Yeah, if our bucketheads aren't aware, James went to a Missouri Valley school, which could be why he has so much love for the Missouri Valley tonight. <laughs> that that is yeah, full disclosure here, full disclosure. <laughs> and then rounding out GPP GPP plays, guys. I got Andrew Nebhardt from Florida. Um, we talked about the game pace. We talked about Blackshear rolling out of bed and getting a double double. But if this team needs to get back on track, it's going to start with their point guard. Now, a lot of people fade Nebhart because he's not a true scorer. He's not a natural scorer, but he can stat stuff and he can run a team. And he this pace is only going to help him um, today. He's been over five um, X in his last two. And at uh, 5,400, I think his price was. I think he's a he's a lock to get at least 5x in in uh, in his game tomorrow. So that puts a bow on our GPP. Unless anybody has anything else. And Nemhard 5,400. He's played 38 plus minutes the last three games and has yep. 32 and 28 DK points the last two. Yeah, and f- for 5,400, you know that's seems like a, a an easy an easy one right there. Okay, guys, let's move on to our bus plays. Um, let's keep it going here, and we'll put a bow on our early slate, and we'll start talking about the late slate, which is a nine-game slate. Um, bus plays are, are fun. These are people that we think are going to finish under that 4x threshold. So people who people who are just going to fall short. And James, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to you, uh, and you're going to start us off with your bust. Uh, I'm going to stay with uh, that Miami-Missouri State game, and I'm going to go actually with a Miami player this time, which is uh, Dijon Vasilovic. Um, he is their three-point shooter on that team and that's primarily what he does and he gets up a ton of them in a game i mean it's not uncommon for him to get seven eight nine ten shots up doesn't do a whole lot else he can get some rebounding upside if it's there but uh interesting thing about missouri state is they are sixth in the nation in defending the three-point line and uh they're holding teams right now to to 21 percent um which is crazy and so so i I think that's really going to limit his potential um, he's got a fairly high price tag because he's played pretty well this year. So he's 6,000 and, uh, and priced up for this game, $800. So I, I think for me, that's an easy fade. He doesn't do a lot of that other stuff either. Does he? No, I, like I said, he can get some boards, I think more out of necessity maybe, but, um, Missouri state's a, a decent rebounding team. So I, I just don't, um, I don't see it with him. And I, uh, I also think Missouri state might win that game. That's in Charleston, Miami's eight point favorites, but I, I think Missouri state's going to steal it. Maybe Whoa. my bias is showing. <laughs> oh, it's that valley bias coming out. That's valley a, love. Occasionally, occasionally, um, we will dabble in that Vegas space, and that, there's your money line play right there from James. From James, write it down. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do the, my bust, and we t- I talked earlier, um, uh, or we talked a little bit earlier about Mississippi State guards and uh, who is kind of gonna fill the void with Nick Nick Witherspoon out, and really, um, they've done a pretty good job. Um, actually, they've done an excellent job. Uh, between Tyson Carter and Robert Woodard, both of them are priced at eight thousand and seventy eight hundred dollars. But Tyson Carter at eight thousand is just grossly overpriced. This is a guy who had twenty three in the opener, twenty eight in the second game of the season, but then the last two games he's had six points and nine points, and he hasn't cracked nineteen DK points in his last two. So um, at eight thousand dollars, there is no chance. Um, it's like a Vince McMahon theme song. No chance he's going to get that 4X, which would be 32 DraftKings points. Um, not not in my opinion, anyways, unless I'm missing something completely. I just don't see how it happens. No, that seems really high price for a guy who's who's a little bit of off. He's offensively challenged. I mean, Bird, you want to just go ahead and finish this out? Yeah, I'll go ahead and finish this out. Finish this out. So my bust is um, 7,500 Lorenzo Edwards from St. Joe's. And so he needs 30 points to hit 4X. 
against a defensive-minded SEC team from Florida. He's going to be going against Key Johnson and Blackshear down low. This is a guy who's shooting 58% effective field goal percentage this year and was a 20% three-point shooter two years ago, uh, 30% shooter last year. Now he's up to 40% somehow this year. So he just seems like he's grossly overpriced as a uh, second wheel to Daly and against a great defensive team in, in, in Florida. I just don't see any way that he gets to 30 DK points tomorrow. That's a tall order against that front line. But, you know, Florida has consistently disappointed us all year long. So he's probably going to have 57. So <laughs> that, that would be my hot take. That wraps us up for the uh, early slate. So if you guys are listening to this first thing in the morning, thank you. Um, get your lineups in before 1030 Central Time. Good luck to everyone. And now um, what we can do is we can flip our to the late slate. Uh, we have a nine-game late slate. I haven't looked at the tournaments yet. Um, James Bird, have you taken a peek at them? Are they any good, or are they still around the same uh, 1K, 2K to first? Uh, yeah, I think it's a $10, $5,000 total pot. Um, gotcha. So it's, it's not it's not the biggest um, tournament ever, but it, it's, it's enough to get us through the day. Yeah, it's enough to keep us going. Um, now, this is a little change because we're not going to write up the slate today. Um, we're going to push people to the pod, and we want you guys to listen to our thoughts and plays, and uh, we're going to see how this goes. Looking at the nine games, there's some there's some games that I want to play from a fantasy perspective. There's some games that I want to watch from a basketball perspective, and then there's some things I just frown at, and they make me kind of ill. Um, but, James, going to you first, is there anything on the nine-game late slate that stands out to you, whether it be for DFS purposes or for just something you want to watch as a basketball fan? Yeah, uh, I think the, you know, as a sort of basketball fan, and we talked about this um, earlier, but uh, the Texas-Georgetown uh, game will be a really fun game to watch, I think, as a fan. Um, and I think the same with uh, the Duke-Cal game. I think Cal is, the Duke's a heavy favorite in that game. It's at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Cal's a lot better team, I think, than people maybe realize this year. And uh, so I think that may be a more competitive game uh, than people uh, think it might be. From a DFS perspective, I, I like the UConn-Buffalo game. I think it's uh, over-unders 151. should be a tight game. Yeah, line's only two in that one, so that one's one I think everyone should have highlighted. Bird, what are we missing here? Uh, well, yeah, so James mentioned the Buffalo-UConn game over-under 151 and also uh, two teams that are top 45 in tempo on Ken Palm. So we get, we get a nice pace from that game. Uh, I have a couple teams that are circled. Uh, one, Washington State is playing against Nebraska-Omaha. Uh, they just Nebraska-Omaha just gave up 93 points to Dayton last game. Um, so I like Washington to score some points tomorrow. Uh, Texas Tech is playing against Tennessee State. Uh, Tennessee State has the 281st adjusted defense in the nation, and the best team that they've played so far is ranked 210th in Ken Palm. So yeah, if they're giving up that much smash. defense, yeah, I mean, Texas Tech is going to throttle them. Um, and then the last one I have circled is UCLA, which might seem weird, but um, Hofstra is playing at the 301st worst defense in the nation right now. And uh, UCLA, Hofstra just gave up uh, 86 points to Bucknell, and Bucknell lost by 28 to Penn State. So, All right. <laughs> yeah, UCLA is at home. Seems just like a smash spot to me, even though we know it's going to be a slow-paced game from, from yeah. UCLA. Uh, yeah, and Cronin's been pretty slow to start the year, hasn't he? Yeah, 281st in tempo right now, which is super annoying, but um, they, they should easily score 80 points tonight. And they actually, they've scored 70 points every game this year. 
All right. Any anything else before we move on to our cash value GPP and bus for the late slate? I, I do have one uh, for our sports betters out there. Texas is a four and a half point favorite tomorrow um, at Madison Square Garden against Georgetown, and I would absolutely fire away at Texas. I think they're going to destroy Georgetown tomorrow, and and in the tournament, the 2K Empire Classic benefiting Wounded Warrior Project presented by Continental Tire Tournament. <laughs> That's a mouthful, isn't it? So A plus to whoever it is, their uh, media guy there got all the sponsorships. Man, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, and I'm covering the Big East and being a, a fan of watching Georgetown play, especially last year. This year, they're still trying to figure and find their way. Um, Shaka was on the Rothstein pod and you know gave them all due respect, um, as any good coach would. But he they're they're not there yet they're not as good as the talent that they're going to put on the floor and that'll be that'll be the only thing georgetown can do to make this a competitive game is just get by on that immense talent and i think in some cases bird texas can match that yeah i think texas is is a very talented team Uh, they've got some good height they have good depth and georgetown's looked horrible Uh, patrick ewing's not a good coach uh akinjo's looked uh, average this year at yep. best. I yep. feel like yes. he's, they've got him in a cage. They're not letting him go. Um, it's just, it's a complete mess. They're running everything through their posts. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a good scene. And Luke Yaklage, uh on the, on the bench for Texas. Now they've become truly elite defensively. And I think they're just going to curb stomp them. That's <laughs> a, uh, it's not a good visual and it could be that way. So, a little note there for the, the, the gamblers that are listening. Um, let's get into the DF, back to the DFS players and talk about some of our favorite cash plays. That was a pretty good transition there by me, huh? Oh, my. <laughs> We're getting kind of good at this, aren't we? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I mean, hey. We're getting there. James, James, start us off and save us from uh, from that uh, <laughs> self, uh, self-congratulatory self segment. Um, <laughs> who do you got for a cash play tomorrow in the late slate? I like uh, uh, Vital for Christian Vital for UConn. I think we talked a little bit about that game um, against Buffalo. And uh, the, the tempo that both teams play at is extremely high. One interesting stat here, I think, that uh, you know, Christian Vital gets a lot of offensive rebounds, putbacks. Um, it's a big part of his game. Um, Buffalo allows teams to get um, 35% of their misses, uh, which is really oh. high. I don't have the rank on that, but it's... Um, that's very high. And that's that's the craziest thing about Vital because, you know, it's one of those guys where you see that guard tag, you see that G next to his name, and you're like, God, 9,000, that's a lot to play for for a wing. And then you see that production uh, mm-hmm. especially on the glass it's it's insane and and i as scary as it is thinking of a a nine thousand dollar guy being a safe cash he he's just that it's crazy not to cut you off james if you had anything more on vital but i'm staying in the same game and going with Alterique gilbert um he's 6100 he needs 24.4 to get 4x which is our requirement our prerequisite for a cash and i still don't think they have him priced right that guy flies around the ball plays good defense um i think he kind of coasts to that number now uh, we did talk a little bit before the pod bird and James about uh, the freshman that is going to be debuting. He could take away from both of our choices here. I think we would yep. be remiss if we didn't mention him, correct? Yeah, Book Knight is his name, and uh, he had some uh, off the court trouble. Uh, hadn't played yet, but he'll play his first game, and um, and it's a big one, of course. And so I I don't know that a lot of people know um, 
what to expect with him quite yet, just in terms of the minutes sure. and usage. But uh, he's very highly touted. Um, I think he's a top 60 uh, player in the nation coming in. And so um, they're clearly somebody they're excited about and somebody they want to fold in pretty quickly. For but, sure. uh, yeah. you know, the impact at this point, you know, unless you're in the locker room, you probably don't know. Right. And at 5,800, it makes it kind of hard to place an unknown like it's that. Hard right, to play Bert? him, yeah. Hey, Bird, who do you got for your cash? Yeah, I've got uh, David A. Morete um, from Texas Tech, and he's 6,100 <laughs> too. And uh, he was a guy who shot 50% from two, 50% from three, and 90% from the line last year. Um, they're playing against a team that's 281st in defense. Um, and he so he has a really high floor. He's averaging. 25 DK points a game this year so far, and he's a so that's a 4x. Yeah, this right seems like there. a really high floor, kind of safe play uh, to get you going in your cash lineups. I like it. And, and Bert, I'm just going to stay on you, and let's flip this over to value plays. Our guys under 4,500 who we think can get that 4x number as well. Um, who do you got for value in the late slate? Yeah, this was a little bit of a tough one. There wasn't anybody that really stood out. Um, but for UCLA, we talked about they've got a great advantage um, against Hofstra's 301st uh, defense in the nation. Uh, but Sharif O'Neal, uh, who is Shaq's kid, uh, was a four-star recruit last year, uh, missed all last season with an injury. Uh, but he's back this year, and he played 17 minutes last game. Um, he is a four-star recruit, and he's only priced at 3,800. So if they could get him 20, 22 minutes, I think his elite talents could really take over there. And at 3,800, I think he's worth the risk with that type of pedigree. What do you need, 15 points at that price? That's not bad at all. No, not at all. James, what about you? Do you have a value play for us for the late slate? Yeah, I like uh, Quentin Gooden. Uh, he's a guard for Xavier at uh, 4,500. Uh, when I look at uh, recent form, um, you know, of course, when you're down into that tier, pricing tier, you know, there's some certain things that you're looking for, barring injuries and, you know, guys kind of coming up or whatever. But, you know, you want to look at uh, playing time. And this guy is uh, 30 minutes last game, 36 minutes uh, against mm-hmm. Missouri, averaging about 32 minutes a game. So he, he's out there. He's playing um, the last three games. He's gotten uh, last game. He got four X previous two games. He got pretty close to that. So, um, you know, they're playing Towson. I think that's a you know, a spot, you know, if you're, if you have to dip down into, into that pricing tier, he's a guy that you might take a look at. Yeah. He played 76% of the minutes last year as a junior had a 26% assist rate and took 20% of the yeah. shots. So his usage is just down a little bit this year. Um, but he's a very good player. He's a, you know, he's been, he's been there for a long time, four year starter. You know, he's very, very viable. Nice. And then uh, my final uh, value play for us is I'm going to that uh, Georgetown game. And, Bert, I think you uh, played him recently, but that's Josh LeBlanc. Um, he was suspended for the first game for Georgetown. He's 4,500 in the late slate. And this is a guy who might still be in the doghouse because he was a starter last year logging major minutes as a freshman. And now he's getting – I think he's got 19 and 20 minutes in his last two games. Or he's got around 20 minutes in his last two games. But he's got 19 and 20 fantasy points, which is well over the 4X that you're looking for. Um, I think eventually he's going to get out of that doghouse for good, and they're going to set him next to Yurt 7 and just set it and forget it down low. He's a he's an athletic playmaker um, who does a lot of different things down low. So Josh Bonk at 4,500 I think is a safe bet for 4X, but he also brings – that upside if he gets that run of 26 28 30 minutes he could he could do some real damage he's the reason they won last game against georgia state he came in brought a lot of energy ended up getting 12 points three a couple blocks a couple rebounds but 
he, he's getting in the good graces. He's definitely played a lot better last game. So are we good on value plays? Are we ready to move on to our GPP plays? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right, let's uh, let's do that, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this one. So for the GPP play, I have Nathan Williams from Buffalo. This is a, a 6'5 sophomore for them. He actually starts at the power forward spot. He's been pretty pretty steady performer. He's $5,100. He's got 25% of the usage and takes 27% of the shots when he's on the floor. Um, so we talked about how we haven't really dove into the MAC guys yet um when nate oates left that buffalo team one of his assistants assumed it and you know a lot of the people stayed so this is uh the program the style is still the same they're still going to be fast-paced they still want that active foreman and this year it is g nathan williams so at 5100 in this pace up game i think he could very easily go for 5x um and even potentially smash for more he's been 5x the last two games and like you said getting that exposure to that one in 151 over under is always a good thing mm-hmm. it is it is bird who do you got for your gpp play uh, i've got cj Allaby from washington state um so again nebraska omaha is 247th in defense they just gave up 93 points to dayton last game uh this game's sitting at an over under of 143 and washington state is at home uh Ellaby's got 27 percent usage he's got a top 40 steal percentage He's got a 40, 40 burger twice this year on DK, and you know he averaged 15 points, seven rebounds last year as the, as the secondary option. So I, I just really like him a lot. I think he's a great player and a guy who could really smash the slate tomorrow at a reasonable price of 8,400. There's also some Pac-12 bias in there, right? Oh, the Pac-12 is like the best conference in the nation right now if you look at percentages against uh, against their opponents. I mean, they're unbelievable. Also, if you look at Bird's heart. You'll see yes. a Pac-12 also. Yeah. A tattoo. tattoo. I have a Bill Walton tattoo <laughs> with Conference of Champions over it. <laughs> well, that's the one on the small of the back, right? It's my entire back. <laughs> the, the Bill Walton head, right? Yes, I, I remember now. That is uh, that is something else. Now, I remember you chirping about LLB last year, and uh, I was a little slow to the party, but he was fun to play um, for, the, for the Cougs, that's for sure. James, uh, on you now. You got a GPP play, GPP play for us tomorrow evening? Yeah, I do. Actually, I have a couple. Uh, one is contingent because of um, Mooney being out for Notre Dame. Uh, we don't know his status yet. Again, uh, as mentioned earlier, DraftKings has him listed as out. By the time this comes out, it may not be the case, and it might be a moot point. But if he is ends up, if he does end up being out, uh, Juwan Durham. Uh, it's been good. It's been really good anyway. He's at 5,500. I think he's playable anyway, uh, even if he is only getting, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game. If Mooney is out, he's a must play. Um, the last game he had, Mooney was out. He had 11 points, 15 rebounds, uh, four block shots. Uh, so he's um, he's definitely in. If he uh, if Mooney ends up playing, um, then I would pivot over to Courtney Ramey. Uh, for Texas, who is a quintessential boomer bust player this year, um, he will go uh, 6x, I think, at 5,500 as well. Uh, or he might get nothing. <laughs> and he's had a couple of games where he's gone over from the field and uh, not shot the ball well. So it uh, for him, I think he he has to shoot well. The good news there is they're uh, playing a Georgetown team that's not particularly good at uh, field goal defense, uh, particularly three point defense. So I think he does have a chance to get hot, and uh, so he's a guy I would take a chance with. 
Yeah, anytime a player gets a chance to play at MSG, that has to cross something off a bucket list for some of these guys. And you know, if you can if you can go off there, that's a story to tell. That's for sure. Um, let's stay with that game. And Bird, uh, I believe your bust comes from there. My bust does come from there. I've got Omar Yurt seven as my bust. He's at ninety three hundred uh, on the slate tomorrow, which is three hundred dollars up from where he has been. Uh, Yurt seven hasn't played more than thirty minutes in a game yet this year. Uh, we talked about Luke Yaklage, who's assistant coach for Texas. So Yaklage was the assistant coach at Michigan last year. He is an elite, elite level defensive coach, and now he's on the bench at Texas. Um, they're playing at the 13th best defense in the nation right now, and 273rd in tempo. So you've got a slow-paced game against an elite defense, and, and I just don't think Patrick Ewing is going to be ready for that. I don't think you're at seven. Uh, it's going to come anywhere close to hitting, you know, 36 something DK points tomorrow. No, I, I, as, as, as a Georgetown supporter, I, that makes me sad, but I, I agree. He is the price King at 9,300 and I, I just don't see, I don't see how he makes that number. James, what about you? Uh, you got a big as well, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. Um, you know, for me, it's Vernon Carey from Duke. He's had a really nice game. His last game. Uh, they played Georgia State at home. Uh, it ended up being a closer game, I think, than they expected. But he ended up getting 45 DK, had 14 rebounds. Um, so he he definitely flashed his potential there. And he is he's an NBA player, <laughs> so <laughs> that, nothing against him personally. But uh, they're playing, uh, as mentioned earlier, they're playing a Cal team that's a little bit better than expected. They also played a really slow pace. Cal does pretty good rebounding team, and uh, they they got a pretty good. Uh, couple pretty good front court players so i think that'll be a little bit more of a challenge he's priced up four hundred dollars um so i i think he'll have his hands full i think he could still have a decent game but i i don't think he'll get close to um you know getting 5x um i, I don't think he'll get 4x either gotcha and i got a big as well i got josh carlton from connecticut i think sometimes people try to get exposure to these uh high over unders and of course we've uh talked about it plenty this one being a two-point line and over under of 151 but uh I, Carlton, if you look at his last couple games, he hasn't really come close to the number he needs, uh, which is around 26 DK points to hit that 4X number. And it just feels to me that when UConn gets pacey, which is, seems to be what they want to do, his value kind of goes down. So I'm staying away from Josh Carlton. Maybe I'm a little bitter from playing him a couple weeks ago where he egged, um, but I'm, I'm sticking with him as my bust again. And uh, that's someone I'm going to be avoiding yeah, Carlton really kind of laid an egg for us last game and just doesn't feel like a great, uh, you know, I, I kind of I like to get exposure to the guards in those fast paced games. Yeah. And maybe that's what something he's going to struggle a little bit with the pace. Um, so I think that one makes a lot of sense. Oh, I agree. So that does it, guys. We did a CVGB for the morning slate. We did one for the afternoon slate. Um we will keep track of our standings and come back and have some more bragging rights next time we do one of these. This has been a fun week. We are getting into the heart of holiday tournaments. A lot of good stuff coming up. Also some holidays coming up, so our schedule might get a little wonky over the next couple of days and weeks. Um, but for the most part, we're here for you. Hope you guys are doing well. Anything I'm missing before we close this up or wrap this up, guys? We've never had a, a comment on our podcast or a review. Review. So if you want to give us a review, that'd be awesome. Uh, hopefully it's a good review. Uh, if it's not, maybe maybe don't give us a review. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. I never leave negative reviews. And uh, make sure you get out to our site, uh, cbb-dfs.com, where we'll post 
post the slates every single day, our, our reviews of the slates. And so appreciate, uh, appreciate your support. And, uh, you know, this is a passion project for us. And so all of our information is a hundred percent free and, uh, we're just happy to be a part of the community and, uh, and for everybody to win the money. Yeah, absolutely. And probably no write up tomorrow. I might do a recap write up of the pod for those who don't get on, uh, podcast or don't have a chance to give it a listen during the day um, because it is kind of time sensitive information so i'll put something out on the site friday the plan is to write up those games as we normally would um and then we'll take the weekend off like always and we'll 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 look at next week with uh thanksgiving on the way um as it comes at us next week and pass that information on what we decide on to you guys yeah great job tonight guys and Bucketheads, we we love you guys and uh, appreciate all your time listening yeah win all the money all right today. Win all the money today. <laughs>